welcome back to the That Got Me Thinking podcast. My name is Natalie, I'm your host, and today's podcast is a bit of a mixture of things. So I'm going to talk, like I always do, about the things that I've been thinking about this week. But also, because it kind of fits in well, I'm going to add on an interview that I did with a local businesswoman, and I love her kind of spirit and her zest for life and how she goes after what she's passionate about. Her name is Bethan. And I'm going to be adding it to the end of the podcast because she very much talks about mentorship and going with the flow of life, seeing where it takes you, living your life through your passions. And I thought that is a very fitting way of thinking about life and the way I'm going to think about things. Because this week I have been thinking about vision boards. Now, for people who are not familiar, but I'd imagine people listening to this podcast would be, vision boards are a way of getting our dreams and the things we want from life into a visual form. So you put them all onto a board and the idea is, well, you can see, you can believe and you can achieve all about law of attraction and manifestation. So the question really is, what is it that we want? So that is a, my pondering question, you know, just a small one to start the week about what it is that we actually want to put on this vision board that we want our life to take us to. Because what is our, you know, what's our heart's desire? What What is it that we want? And I've been reading an amazing book by a woman called Sarah Blondin this week. Um, and she talks about how the heart is a portal to the soul and to your source. And she very much talks about the heart being really where the magic is about moving forward, which is quite quite an interesting concept as well because very often we're led by where we think we should be or what we think we want rather than actually what is it that we know deep down is what we want and in the book it says I was never alone even in my darkest night something within me was always bringing me back to my own light I thought what is that light for me it's interesting isn't it sometimes we ask other people and we go from where we think we should be and which got me thinking about how much of our lives are recycled. So how much of our lives is in a greater vision of what other people want us to be, whether that's parents or society or whatever that looks like. But this idea of recycled expectations and recycled lives and ideals, is it actually ours? This thing that we want for our vision board, our heart's desire, is it ours? Is it uniquely what we want, authentically? Or is it something that is really unrecognisable to us? It is almost unfulfilling. It's just a should rather than a want. So when I put you onto Bethan's interview shortly, you'll see very much how Bethan lives her life by following her passions. Sometimes... That seems to have happened effortlessly and she's just been in the right place at the right time or has that been a real future of what you want and going for that and being really decisive and thinking about that vision board analogy from earlier. So hopefully you've had a great week and I hope things that I've talked about at the very beginning of my week has helped you in some way. Let me know what you think about the interview with Bethan. I'd love to hear from you. Take care. the 
amazing Bethan. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do any instructions for Bethan. She can do it herself much better than I can because I get really excited when we have behind chatting to people and then I say, it's over to you and they've got nothing to say about themselves. <laughs> so we are talking, in case this is your first episode, about things that happen in your life that have taken you really off plan or off course or where you imagined because as a coach, people come to me with a plan or they want to plan and sometimes this is more about what happens when life goes off plan and how do we cope where do we go how do things change and so bethan's got lots of experiences lots of different areas so do you want to introduce yourself a little bit okay all right um my name's bethan and um i currently own a coffee shop i've had it for four years it's something i wanted to do for about 15 years um and finally managed to do it four years ago um and that's a great feeling when you've for such a long time and then it actually happens and fortunately it has been very successful which has been great i will just add it's my favorite coffee shop and it's fabulous there. oh thank you um but before that my career has been in marketing in big companies um in different parts of the world traveled a lot worked all over the place so it's been quite a change for me um going from a corporate world sitting in an office to running a coffee shop um, seven days a week, um, having ten staff, um, and all the you know you have to be the IT person and the buyer and the HR person, and um, it's been a real challenge actually. What before we go on to all these things? What made you think I really want to do that? Um, probably I worked in New York about twenty years ago, and you see it everywhere in this country now. But then it was the whole you know bare brick warehouse yeah. metal sort of look and it was such a cool thing and I love coffee so I used to go to a lot of coffee shops and I always used to sit there thinking oh do you know I'd love this I'd love a place like this mm-hmm. um, so that sparked the idea and then you know probably five years after that I was living in New Zealand and again the coffee shops over there are just amazing oh, you can be in the middle of nowhere and you'll come across a little cafe and you'll go in and have the best cup of coffee they're really into their coffee wow so when I eventually came back to Wales, it was just, you know, all these things that happen along the way, you get a little bit of an idea from there or you see something else mm. and it all just came together. And I thought that's what I really want to do. And um, about two years before opening the coffee shop, yes. I stepped out of corporate marketing and I decided to go freelance. So I was working for clients in London, but I was living in Cardiff working from home and when you've been in the corporate world for a long time it's very safe you know to get all mm-hmm. your benefits oh, yeah, all the perks. it's you know you're quite protected from the it real world it was hard to walk away from it was a it was a real that was the hardest thing um so once i'd done that and i knew i could generate my own income by going freelance it was like doing the cafe wasn't such a big jump. Yeah, because you were already out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And it almost like, so you've gone out of that, you've taken that, that was the biggest risk. Yes. Absolutely. I guess the cafe didn't seem like such a risk. No. Ah, that's so interesting. It's all about our perspective, isn't it, I guess? Yeah, and uh, I just thought, well, if it doesn't work, I can also go back and do one. Yeah. I don't have to get another job, I can do my own job, you know, I can get my own work. So, yeah, I was... I have to say, I was always convinced this particular location would work as a coffee shop. So I never it's had any stunning. doubt. It's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. The views are amazing. So you know, it was you know the location, the parking. There's mm. no competition. You know the type of area it's in. So lots of things were going. We're right for it. Yeah. yeah. So it would have worked. You know anyway. But 
so yeah it was so there's been a bit of a transition along the way but you know yeah doing the going freelance that was the biggest that was the biggest hurdle really what were you most worried about about leaving leaving well to be honest I've always had ideas about doing my own thing and I used to read loads of books about people who started their own business like Joe Malone or Richard Branson or yeah because I I wanted to know what is the thing that makes you jump yeah and who so what have all these people got in common what am I missing then yeah. is there something that I miss tonight on here because yeah. I sort of knew I could do it and I used to get all these really good ideas but I never actually did do it I think loads of people will resonate with that yeah and I thought what is it what is that turning point what is the trigger that makes you think mm. do you know what I'm just going to do it yeah and for me, I was working in an environment that was very sexist, very misogynistic. It was in manufacturing. Um, I'd come from financial services background. In financial services, there's a lot of women in senior positions. Mm. It's a very professional environment. And I was good at my job. But I'd gone into an environment that was very chauvinistic. No senior women. I was being undermined all the time. And after I was there about four years, at the end of it, I just, I just can't do it. Like, why am I doing yeah. this? Yeah. And do you know, I used to be in tears twice a week, and I used to think, do you know, am I going to be in tears five days a week before I think I'm not doing it? Yeah. What's going to happen for me to change this situation? Yeah. Because we almost become used to it, don't we? We think, oh, yeah. you know, well, perhaps it's just me. Perhaps I'm emotional, especially as women. I think we take yeah. that on massively. Yeah. We think it's about us, when actually, we think, no, the no. situation is wrong. Absolutely. Like, this is not okay. So for me, it was. There was no alternative. I couldn't stay in that environment. I had to go. And once I thought, do you know what? Yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. It was, it was almost like there was no choice. I had to. Was that freeing that. in a way? Because you oh, almost brilliant. like you had no. Yeah. It was there was no I'm in an R in anymore. No. And a week before I left, I thought, I've got no clients lined up. I've got no work lined up. <laughs> do you know what? It'll be fine. And it was just that sense of. That belief. Yeah. And I think sometimes you get this feeling when you know you're doing the right thing going along the right path things just happen I would so agree with that in terms of feeling aligned to where you need to yeah. be and I think yeah definitely all those things come in packed and they when you think I don't I've got a point where I don't care yeah because I know what this It'll is not fun. this is not okay yeah. for me and talking about as we do all things mind body and soul if you think it just impacts all your life doesn't it how you feel about yourself yeah. how you sleep how you eat how you do things on the weekend and you think god life is bigger than this yeah absolutely life is bigger than this yeah so yeah I had no alternative that that was the only way to go go freelance get away from everything do my own thing rely on myself choose my work and also I was in my mid-40s and I think you get to a stage where you know what your skills are you know yeah. what you're good at you know what you're not so good at mm-hmm. you know what you want to do yeah um and I just thought yeah I want to work with smaller businesses people who are more receptive to marketing mm-hmm. um I want to be able to choose my clients work when I want to um so yeah it was it was a good feeling so difficult. and it sounded like you at that <coughs> point in your life you really were quite confident and I think that's a lovely place to be isn't it yeah. like actually I know who I am I know my own worth regardless if you feel appreciated or not in this industry and I think that's so refreshing to think actually I know who I am and I know what I'm about my yeah. skill set and I think once we get there whatever, whatever work or whatever we do it's like do you know what I can do, I'm quite free in this actually yeah. I've burdened myself a lot unnecessarily yeah and I think it just comes with age and experience 
Um, I mean, now I've got young girls working for me, and I just think I don't want to be 25. I, yeah. You know, they're beautiful. They just but they're so beautiful faces, yeah. and I just think, oh, they're If you could only looking. see what I saw in you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, you know, I wouldn't turn back the clock for anything. You know, it's yeah. life is interesting, and life, you know, takes you and create situations and makes you the person you are and your character and I, you know it's like yeah I've been quite happy and that's, that was the whole point of this podcast was to have those conversations about what has happened what has changed you what has turned you and, and I guess that's exactly what you're talking about so this is amazing yeah so what so that was the first bit yeah for you was that so had you had anything years before we were talking about a certain situation yeah um, and this is you know, this is a, such a good example of where you think you're going to do one thing and a few months later you're doing something completely different that you never even imagined. Um, and I was living I was living in Surrey, I was working in Surrey, um, I was getting a bit disillusioned with marketing and stuff and I thought, oh, do you know what, I'm just going to take a bit of time out. I'm going to move back into central London, I'm going to temp for six months mm-hmm. um, and I'm just going to, you know, look at some other ideas. Sandwich shop was one of them at that stage. And um, I thought, yeah, I'm just going to get out of this whole situation. I still need to work. I still need to be in a creative yeah. envi- uh, corporate environment. That's what I was used to. But I thought, I'm just going to not have the stress and yeah. the pressure of work. So a friend of mine, um, his tenancy had ended. So we agreed to get a flat together. We moved into central London. And I thought, I don't want to go by tube. I want to walk to work. So I looked at, you know, what we say, a 20, 30 minute walk from where we lived. Uh, massive companies around London Bridge. Found out which temp agencies they used. Um, registered with the agency and I started to work at Citibank. And this was only ever going to be a six month thing. <laughs> you know, I was going in as a like project support, just doing admin. Um, and that's six months. There were loads of Aussies and Kiwis and New Zealanders as the support staff, and then all the bankers. Oh my god, I had the best time. Yeah. For six months, they were out all the time. <laughs> they it's were so like, different to what you yeah, had. Yeah. It was oh, it was fabulous. I had such good fun. And after six months, I thought, you know, I need to sort myself out. You know, I need a bit more of this. Yeah. Actually, an injection of this. Yeah. yeah. So um, I thought, what am I going to do though? I was like, and my, my family, like, you know, you gave up your career and. Your real job, yeah, you're being a yeah. secretary, I'm like, and that's fine. I I'm loving no it. With that, you <laughs> yeah. Know? So there was um, there was a woman who was chief of staff, then, and she was a Kiwi. And so I went to see her, and I said, oh, you know, I've got six months, but it's not really for me. I need, to, you know, I need to do more, you know, more business and stuff. I don't really know what I'm gonna do. And there was a situation that people weren't aware of, but Citibank was merging with this massive American, another American financial services company. And it was highly confidential and she said to me that there's a project coming up you'd be working for me personally it's highly confidential and you can't speak to anybody about it because there would be redundancy yeah, and restructuring yeah. and that sort of stuff she said but it's a six month project if you want to do it so I was like yeah I mean I know what what's your choice yeah, I, I thought, yeah, yeah I'm in um, and this woman I worked for was amazing um, you know sometimes you just click with somebody yeah she was phenomenal her work rate was huge but we used to laugh all day she you know banking is quite it's very male dominated it's quite um, formal mm-hmm. they've got professional standards you know they're yeah. regulated and all that sort of stuff 
Kay was so light-hearted and funny and just like informal with everybody. Um, she was brilliant to work for. I learned so much working with her about how you treat people and you know, how to get people on your side. Um, and as I said, her work rate was huge. You worked, we worked really, really hard. Um, and basically we had to move, there were three groups within this banking division moving into one location. So we had to work with the businesses to find out, you know, how they would put their teams together, you know, where people wow. go in, what sort of space they need. Then we worked with the facilities people, um, refurbing um, spaces, offices, and sort of our equipment. We were having to get offices built. I mean, it was full on. Massive project, yeah. yeah. Loved it. And after that six months, her intention was to go back to New Zealand. She'd been in London for 10 years. Yeah. Um, she'd worked away and she'd started as a receptionist at Citibank and then she I was chief that. of staff. Um, she was amazing. And so she was ready to des- des- yeah. resign. Yeah, she'd done it a bit as yeah. she saw it, yeah. So we then get, well, she gets a phone call from chief of staff equivalent in New York to say, look, you've just done this with like 500 bankers in London. Wow. Do you want to come out and work in New York? It's a two-year project. Um, and she was having an hour in, you know, her, her fiancé had come back to New Zealand already. And she thought, you know, I can earn a lot of money. Yeah. There's, you know, it'll come to an end, but I can earn a lot of money. I'll be in New York. So she said to me, do you want to come with me? I was like, <laughs> oh my God, yes. I was in rented accommodation. You know, I had no commitments. I was single. I didn't have kids. I was 30. Oh, how amazing. Oh, I just, we had the best time. I mean, we were really, really looked after. So we used to, we used to, it was project-based. So we'd go for two months, come back for a month, or go for three months, come back for two weeks. Um, They put us up in an apartment in Manhattan. We could walk to work around the the harbour. Because we were dealing with some of the most senior bankers. We had access to top, top people. Um, the fact that she was a Kiwi and I was British just opened so many Helped doors. Helped you in a way, yeah, yeah I can imagine. Um, and she was brilliant. I mean, the, the head of our division, it was an American guy called Tom Jones. <laughs> and it's really What's ironic, the yeah, because he was called Tom Jones and his chief of staff was called um, Lloyd George. Oh my God. Yeah, no, it was just bizarre. Anyway, um, and everyone was really, you know, um, like quite respectful of Tom mm-hmm. Jones. Kay would rock up and she'd go, hi, hey Tom, how's it going? And he would just laugh because nobody spoke to him like that. And we just, we used to work eight till eight every day. We'd work every other weekend. Um, we worked really, really hard. But I had the best time, yeah. you know? And you just think, I had just stepped out of my career path that was going a certain yeah. way just to take some time out. And a year later, I was in New York working. I, when I was 18, I read Mayor Angelou's books, mm-hmm. and she had an amazing life, and they had a real profound effect on me, and I remember thinking, do you know what, I didn't want her life, because she's no. like some crazy things, but she'd had such a varied life, Vast and experiences. lived in all different places, and did all sorts yeah. of jobs, and met really interesting people, and I thought, I want to get to 80, and look back at my life, and think, do you know what, I've had a really interesting yeah. So I've always been open to well, you know, this, this opportunity or this opportunity mm-hmm. to go for it. I mean, I'm lucky, you know, I was single, I didn't have kids, I had no commitment, so I was able to do it. But sometimes when these things come up, you just got to think, you know what, yeah, let's just do it. Go 
just almost like, what is the worst that can happen yeah. right now? Yeah. And a really good friend once said to me, and I always remember this, there's very few roads that you go down in life that if, if that doesn't quite work, you can turn around and come back and then try a different road. Oh, I love that. And I that. think that's really good, you know. That is a brilliant analogy. Yeah. That is brilliant. And I think a lot of what you talked about is relationship with people as well. Like with your... Because she really sounds like she mentored you yeah. in lots of ways. Yeah. And I've had some amazing mentors to me. And that's why I always try to think, oh, if there's any way I can give back to somebody else who I coaching in schools and stuff. And I think, oh, if only I could help the way they've helped me. I think yeah. some... Especially women, sometimes there's a lot of women against women, yeah. isn't there, in a lot of industries. And it's really hard. I don't get it either, because I've had some amazing, like two or three amazing mentors that have been like, you could do that job. And, you know, I think, could I? Oh, yeah, can't you see that? Yeah. And you think, God, if only we could, if everybody could be more yeah. like that, I think Absolutely. it would be really pushing. And I guess when you were talking about, you know, going and speaking to Tom Jones and going yeah. in with her, if people can connect with you and get off, you can get on with people. Yeah. I always think exam results are great, but unless you can connect with people and be authentic about that and people see you for you, yeah, I think it's, you're not going to go as far. No, and I think one thing that Kay taught me was you could just be yourself. You know, I think sometimes if you're in a very formal work environment, as a woman, you feel like you have to be very serious. Like fake it till you make it type of thing yeah. as well. Yeah. And she didn't believe in any of that she was herself take it or leave it you know she had a big personality yeah um and i'm sure you know there's some people you know a bit like marmite yeah a little bit but you know she made no apologies for who she was and how loud she was and how much she laughed and and that was brilliant you know so free and that is isn't it yeah and i think we we apologize for ourselves before we even do anything sometimes yeah women as well and I think wow that is amazing yeah. I love the sound of Kay yeah she was brilliant she was brilliant and it, this is how I ended up in New Zealand because after that project completed I went back to London to work she went to New Zealand and then a year later or a couple of years later um, she got married yeah. uh, I went out to the wedding and ended up staying in New Zealand for a year <laughs> I know I was like doing contract work in London and I just thought oh, oh. it's February it's cold I'll have to find a new contract you know I'm just going to stay in New Zealand and I did that for a what a ride that was! That what from starting yeah. from that? Yeah. So, as I said, you know, she became one of my best friends. Um, and the, I love that story. Yeah, it was the best experience of my life. You know, I have to say, going to work in New York was just phenomenal. And the, you know, just you, you see different things and you meet people from all over the world. And yeah, it was brilliant. Otherwise, I think we're so closed off to what we see on a day-to-day and obviously especially with all your traveling and things you've, you've brought that into do- everything you've done really haven't you yeah. businesses or perceptions and think how you <coughs> just work on a day-to-day basis as a person yeah I think you you pick up things wherever you go like if I yeah. a couple of years ago I was thinking about opening another coffee shop and the Danish coffee scene was really really big so I went to Copenhagen for four days on my own and I just went around loads of coffee shops sounds and awful I, I know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Or things you've got research. to do yeah. <laughs> and you do you, you know you see stuff you take pictures or you talk to somebody or you know you see something on telly or you listen on the radio and it's all these things you know they you know they register do you think it's like following your curiosity yeah I think it is I think you have to be open to it yeah you know and like what's next what else could I do with this what's next yeah. oh, let's, let's go have a look at that let's do this or somebody you know I believe in talking to people who um, 
I might talk to anybody to be honest but you know sometimes you know like we've got a retired businessman who comes into the cafe and he's lovely and sometimes I just say oh how do you come have a chat what do you think about this and just getting a different perspective on stuff yeah. sometimes or somebody will tell you something or you'll hear something that you never thought. Oh, well, that's changed everything. Yeah. yeah, I think that's why I love books because you can read something on a topic and think, "Oh, I've never thought about it like that before." Mm. And my God, that's really blown my mind. Yeah. That's changed everything. I think the key thing is to be open to it. Mm. You know? Okay. Yeah, that's very interesting. Okay, last question then. Okay. What would you have told yourself? So when you were, when things go wrong, or not wrong, let's say they haven't gone to the plan. Yeah. Okay and things haven't gone the way you wanted, what would you tell your younger self about those times? What have you learned? Um, I've learned that um, things will happen. You know, I see this with my staff, actually. Yeah. You know, I've got a young guy working for me, and he used to be a photographer, mm-hmm. and he's 20, and he's sending out all these emails and mail shots and stuff, and he's getting really frustrated. Obviously, he's working shop because he wants some money and and you know I was like this through my 20s you're just striving and pushing pushing yeah and you know you want to achieve stuff and you push yourself and you get frustrated and things don't always happen how you want them to or you might see somebody else doing really well Mm. and you think why isn't it happening for me and I would just say do you know what it will happen the effort you're putting in it's not going unwarranted yeah it does you know it's not going to happen overnight and actually, it's better if it doesn't happen overnight sometimes. Yeah. Because you learn more. Like, your season process. will come. Yeah. Your time is coming. It's not the same as everybody else's. Your yeah. season in the sun yeah. will be there at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Bethan. I've had amazing cake, by the way, as oh, well. Yeah. From the cafe. It's been an awful hour, I must admit. Thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. I've absolutely loved interviewing really you. Oh, my God. So interesting. Thank you so much, Bethan.